Anyway, podcast, I'm in Brooklyn right now. Uh, planned on being here live for the show. But, um, I'm actually off doing something and just got the news that Richard Lewis passed away, which is so devastating because he's absolutely one of my all-time favorites. One of the funniest guys of all time. I actually had the pleasure of interviewing him years ago, and I'm going to share that with you on this episode. So that's what you're going to hear is an interview that Richard Lewis and I did a number of years ago when he was playing a uh, theater out here on Long Island. I swear to you, I don't remember when it was. I don't remember what we talked about. I just remember coming away from that interview, falling in love with this guy, feeling so much more love for him than I already felt going into the interview. He was so wonderful. He was so warm. He made me feel like I was a friend of his, which is not an easy thing to do. And uh, I just loved it so much. I have not listened to this interview since we did it. And I've always wanted to go back and listen. And um, I've, you know, I've been for the longest time thinking about re-releasing some of our old interviews because we have so many great ones with Greg Allman. And uh, yeah, I, mean, I did a lot of interviews. There's a lot of great interviews. Um, but um, I just thought with him passing today, this would be a good time to remember Richard Lewis and release this episode with our interview with him. So again, I haven't listened to this. I haven't pre-screened it. This was from my days on EHM radio. Uh, so you might hear us talking about an upcoming gig and him playing the Patch Up Theater and all this jazz. Obviously not a part of it, but I wasn't gonna go through and listen to it and cut all the stuff out. I just wanted to play it as it was. Um, and I am literally going to watch this episode with you guys, because I'm tacking the interview on to the end of this, and I'm putting it out, and that's it. So I'm going to watch it with you guys, um, and just probably cry a little bit. Larry David put a, a really heartwarming tribute out today that said he was friends with Richard Lewis all his life. They were born in the same hospital together. He always made him laugh. He had a unique combination of being humorous and sweet, and for the first time, he made him sob, and for that, I'll never forgive him. That's what Larry David put out today, which is such a, a warm and loving tribute in such a cold and stirred way, which I absolutely love from Larry David. Um, I just loved him in everything. Robin Hood met in tights, uh, his comedy specials uh, and Curb. Everything he did was wonderful and amazing. And uh, again, I don't know if this interview is great or not, but I came away with it just going, oh my God, Reggie Lewis. You know, I think he tried to, he said I ruined his career. I don't know what it was, but it was such a... You know, coming from Queens, being a New Yorker, it's such a warm and loving compliment to hear stuff like that. So um, I'm in Brooklyn, as you could kind of see right now, um, doing this thing. And uh, I just wanted you guys to hear this interview and enjoy it. And remember Richard with us uh, one last time. Thanks, everybody. It's Lou Reed on The Morning Show. 834 on 92.9 and 96.9 EHM. Really excited to have uh, our next guest on the program with us. He is uh, part of Curb Your Enthusiasm, which just premiered on Sunday. He is on tour right now, the Tracks of My Fears tour. He'll be at the Patchogue Theater coming up on November 3rd. Tickets on sale at patchogtheater.org. We welcome onto the program Richard Lewis. Richard, good morning, man. How are you? I could have, I'm fine. Good morning, you guys up there. I could have sworn you said we have Lou Reed on the phone, who happened to have been a good friend of mine. You didn't say Lou Reed by any chance, did you? I did. Well, I just played Lou Reed. Yeah, you didn't hear it, but that's what I was just Well, playing. how would I know that? You know, you're trying to uh, sabotage my career up there, and 
<laughs> and people won't come to the theater. This is the theater in the middle of the village. Like there's a shoe shine guy and a guy a boot black and then a guy who fixes horses and <laughs> I mean I, I, these theaters are really shocking. They're beautiful old theaters, but they built little sometimes little malls around them, and it's really spooky. Yes, uh, you know, like you'll you'll hear some women next right behind the stage getting their hair blown out. You know, <laughs> but that's okay. I'll be there. You're describing Patchog to a T. Hair salons. Yeah, that's that's basically what it is. Uh-huh. It's cool, man. I saw pictures of it. Sometimes you see pictures on the internet, and they, you know, they have it directed by Spielberg. You know, and you get there, and uh, <laughs> you see uh, a shark and four drug dealers waiting outside selling my tickets. <laughs> but, uh, I hear this is a gorgeous club or whatever. You, it's a venue, whatever. Yeah, the theater. anyway. I, it, you're, the, you're the first interview I've had on the. I'm on the road now. I'm somewhere in Florida. And uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping to charge my flight and my hotel room to the White House. If that's okay with you, it's my it's money. It's the taxpayers' money. No politics today. I might, I'm not sure how much politics I want to do. As soon as I, I like to talk about me. I'm not a narcissist, but I got on stage, Tony, because my family was from another planet. And they didn't understand who I was, so I had to get strangers. I, I love strangers. It's also good sexually too, but now that I'm married, I don't want to risk it. There's always a there's always a consequence to that kind of behavior. And uh, hold on a minute, hold on, Amber, you can leave now. The money's on the table. Thanks a lot. No, no, no. People will believe that. You know, people believe when I, when things happen to me on Curb Your Enthusiasm. I mean, I, I'm. Listen, I play myself. I can't ever imagine being nominated for an Emmy as good as sometimes Larry and I are together. I'm only with Larry, only with Larry in, in, since 2000 with that five-year hiatus, 17 years. Every scene is when you you wake up in the morning and you get the scene. Larry and Richard are screaming over a waitress. That's all you get. And then you ad lib. So I mean, it's just my role is the same as uh, as I am in real life, and he's as big a well, he's not as obnoxious in real life, but he's <laughs> crazily funny, obnoxious. Well, you got to ask me a question, Tony. I'm trying to help you and find your family. <laughs> I don't want to get in your way. You're 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 rolling here. Or right, here is my first question. The thing that bugs me most about Curb Your Enthusiasm is the press that you guys all have to do, and the first question is always. What do you mean there's no script? Tell me how that all works. Like, the show has been around since forever. We all know how it works. He writes the outlines. You guys come in and ad-lib. Does it drive you crazy that you still get that question about the script? Well, you would. You're the first guy to even think about this, and that's pretty cool to begin with. So, I, uh, you know, if I had a, one of those stupid radio cowbells, I would ring it. <laughs> but I don't. I wish I boy, I wish I brought my radio cowbell, but I didn't. And then the uh, the the guy, how's the traffic going, Lenny? Lenny has a peg leg and no ears. <laughs> it's fine. It was an accident. You don't do that kind of crap. So uh, we don't. No, no. I do. You're, the answer is yeah. We're asked it a lot. There is exposition on the outline. There's only a couple of pages of a whole episode, like and like you know, and there are scenes when. Um, 
he, like early in the, in the uh, it might even have been the first episode it started that way. It was a funny moment because the actress was this gorgeous Italian former model. I can't believe that she wouldn't have been. And then she plays my girlfriend and and she's waiting for me at the theater, a movie theater, and she, she has an argument with Larry. And uh, anyway, long story short, I didn't know she was an actress. And I was just trying to be nice. I went, you know, listen, don't don't sweat it, man. You know, he's the nicest guy. He'll, he'll just he'll he'll just do the scenes a few times until he thinks he's got it, and he'll move on. It's simple, and it's out of your own you know sensibilities. It's cool. It's like, where else are you gonna get a job like this? She, she just stared at me like merely upset, <laughs> and I said, "You all right?" She said, "No, oh, yeah, yeah." And her and she got vi- not violent, but like. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I know what I know what I'm doing. I went, yeah, you know, I just, you know, it was sexist. I mean, just envisioning her on her own. just came from a, you know, a run, a runway model, of, you know, a festival in Milan, you know, and turned out I get back home with my wife two weeks later, and she's in her third uh, arc of an episode on The Sopranos when they were in Sicily. And I went, oh, my God. So I'm lecturing this woman who, who had already done The Sopranos. But it worked out because she just she ultimately hated my guts, and uh, so you know I pulled one of those method things like I'm going to get her to just really hate my guts, you know, before the scene. I mean, I wish I could say I did that. You know, a lot of famous directors have done that to get the emotion they wanted, which is pretty harrowing, actually, when you think about it. It's pretty, right. I mean, but uh, I did it to her, and she was so angry at me, and. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I think I deserve half the credit, to be honest with you. <laughs> Richard Lewis is our guest here on The Morning Show with Anthony. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm back this Sunday. It premiered this past Sunday, Tracks of My Fears Tour at the Patchogue Theater. Now, here's my question to you, though, because I know uh, you and Larry have a personal relationship outside of the show for many years. Oh, screw Larry. Screw Larry. <laughs> no, but I want to know. tired of it. What do you want to know about him? He's lanky. He has no shot outside. He uses his elbows. He practices his golf swing before the take on the sets. Annoying. He's trying to sabotage me. <laughs> no, uh, I I want to know. Yeah, I want to know. I want to know that. On. I want to know if you ever censor yourself or hold yourself back from telling him something in your personal life together, out at dinner or whatever, for fear of right. that he's going to write it into the show. No, you in do. fact, it happened in the in the first episode. Uh, you know, I wear my heart on my chest. I went on stage because if I didn't, my family wasn't around really emotionally. So I had a really, I used to you know uh, crash other family reunions just to feel like I had something going on there. For, you know, and uh, so uh, I like strangers because they don't have any prejudgments on me. And um, so um, you know, with with Larry. I, it's hard to figure out how he's really feeling. He doesn't like to share, at least with me. And we were born in the same hospital together, three days apart. And we had other coincidences that are shockingly unreal, like one of those wow. UFO shows on the Discovery Channel. You know, uh, they hated each other as teenagers, never saw each other again. And then 10 years later, we're best friends until they realized when a budding alcoholic, Richard Lewis, looked at him and said, wait a minute, you're scaring me. Which then caused Larry to turn on his heels and run, and I chased after him, and I said, "Who are you?" 
And then we we retraced our childhood, and we said, "Lo and behold, we, we never we didn't say lo and behold." If anyone ever said lo and behold, we would mock the other person for forever. <laughs> and this isn't this is something you say lo and behold when first of all you're not Jewish when you say it, and you and second of all you have to be making a cherry pie or an apple pie, and you gotta either love it and go lo and behold, look at me. So I don't like that word. But uh, where was I? I don't know. So where am I perform? Where am I performing near you? I forget again. <laughs> Patchogue Theater. Theater, Friday, November third. It's an unfair name. You know, I always try to when I and I only have about a minute or so. And I, you, you have been one of the best interviewers. I know you're very popular up there. You, you do no research. You, I might as well have been dead Rod Seiger on the phone with you. You don't even know who I am. <laughs> You don't have to review. You don't have to read any of the jazz reviews that I'm close to this guy or this guy. I do this for 49 years only, so I can be on the phone with you at 70 and then collapse from a stroke from your idiotic questions. <laughs> it would be good PR for your station oh. and for the theater. And if the theater is next to a laundromat, and I hear people putting quarters in while I'm on, I walk. <laughs> Well, listen, November, November 3rd, November 3rd. That's where it's at, man. November 3rd. Lo and behold, we've passed our time together, Richard. So I got to let you go. Sorry. You're fantastic. I mean that. <laughs> Most people, don't, I'm not mocking you. You made my day. You really did. That, listen, my, I know what my goal was to be insulted by Rickles before my career was over. I never got that. I'll take you as a, as a second place. That's a pretty good second place. It's a great second place. And I'll, uh, Looking forward to it. I love that part of New York, and uh, I'll see everybody up there. And if, and I don't want to guilt trip anybody, but a lot of my family had heart attacks on stage <laughs> because they saw an empty seat. So you figure, you do the math. This thing should be so loud in a week or so. I, how, how dare you? After 49 years of no children, got married late. I, I deserve to have my, my friends and family there. Not family, family. They're not allowed in. There's German, shepherds, German shepherds on the with with pieces of their clothes in their mouth so they can detect relatives. All right, I gotta run. All right, Richard, take you care, man. Don't hate me too much. You better plug the show. I know your family. I know where you live. We're gonna get it sold for you. Don't worry. I know you will. All right, All right buddy. buddy. I'll see you out there. Take care. Take care, pal. All right, there he goes, Richard Lewis on the morning show with Anthony. What just happened? I don't even, I feel like I was just in a hilarious car accident. <laughs> he was just rolling for the first six minutes of the, I have 47 questions I didn't even get to. 